You're listening to Program 5 of the Norvision Podcast, recorded to leave an oral history legacy of the journey of the Norvision Project. KCLR. In the fifth program in the Norvision radio series, we look at the problem of litter and how the Norvision community engagement initiatives have collaborated with groups like Keep Kilkenny Beautiful to clean up the waterways within the Nor catchment. And why? Because, like James Keogh from Dunamagan, we are all attracted to water and we want to keep our waterways as attractive as possible. We are here at Mullins's Mill in Kells. It's a very nice spot that I like to visit. It's popular with so many people now that everyone is beginning to realise how important all of these sites are, these river walks especially in the time of COVID. You can look over on your right there and you can see this old bridge. You'd often wonder how long it took to build it, all the labour. Behind me here, you have Mullins' Mill. It's a beautiful old mill that served the people of Kells for so many generations. Further down the road, we have a walkway by the other mill and it leads us right into Kells Castles and all the his- history that's involved. But what really brings me here to Kells is the river. Rivers without which you wouldn't have any Kells, you wouldn't have any Gregnamanis or Innistigs. The river here has played its part in the generations that have gone before us. It provides life, it has provided food and employment. To walk down here by the river, to walk under the trees, to see the bird life, and I suppose above all is to listen to the quietness, which is very important in this day and age. I'll always be drawn to where you have a river and where you have a natural environment. James' love and care for the river and the natural environment was the factor that motivated him to sign up to the Norvision project. My daughter sent me a link on a Gmail and I looked it up and I liked what they were attempting to do or hoping to achieve, so I joined up with them. And within a short space of time, he was working as a citizen scientist, testing the water quality in his local streams. The first thing we did was kick sampling, and I have been doing that on a good few occasions since, weather permitting, and it's quite enjoyable and interesting. James is also very conscious of the problems of litter, and he's an active litter picker in his local area. Well, at the moment now, Many of the volunteers are taking part in litter picks, cleaning on the river. They're using canoes. By the photographs I've seen, the littering is very, very bad on the rivers because the bags are floating and they're getting caught in the trees. And they have a very difficult job, but they are doing a great work and they're getting great help from the canoeing clubs in Kilkenny. A few people are firing stuff over the bridges into the river and they think that's going away that's no, it's never going to be a problem again but they are creating problems for other people 
So I've been involved in the National Spring Clean for about 10 years now. And we have about a group of 20 people. We don't have any particular day to pick up the rubbish, but they're very enthusiastic and they pick the rubbish on their own time and they leave it in a heap below behind my house. I have a spot for it. And Kilkenny County Council comes out and brings it off. Figures released in 2018 show that it cost Kilkenny County Council £1.5 million to tidy up after fly tippers and to maintain its street cleaning and bin servicing. Why do we litter, I wonder, especially when we know it's wrong? Sometimes they just think they're being smart. It's a way out of paying their bills or paying for the litter to be brought away. It's a habit with people, but... I'd be hoping that's a very expensive habit for them if they get caught. I don't mind reporting them or telling them to take back the bag. It's terrible what's going on in parts. Uh, one man said there recently in around Kilkenny that himself and a group one weekend picked up about 10 or 15 bags of rubbish on a stretch of road. A week after, they picked up 9 or 10 bags on that same road again. So. The littering in certain parts is terrible and people go to the same. When they see a bag of stuff fired in a ditch or into a wood, that seems to draw other people and they come and do it again. Why do we litter? Well, uh, there's no easy answer to that. First of all, I'd make a distinction between dumping and litter. This is Connor Horgan, spokesperson for IBAL, Irish Businesses Against Litter. Dumping is about the deliberate evasion of waste charges. And it's a reality that in the last five to ten years, we're we're all being asked to pay for the disposal of our waste. And with that, you will always find a percentage of people who will go to great lengths, actually, to um, avoid paying these charges. Thus, we see dumping on the increase over the last ten years around the country. Litter, as we normally speak of it, is not motivated by the same... um, the same issue. It's, I think, down to a disregard for the environment. It's connected with a laziness that, you know, to avoid littering, sometimes we have to carry our wrappings with us. And in certain cases, that can be, uh, you know, awkward. In the case of cigarette butts, for example, we don't really have a good solution to avoid littering of cigarette butts when there's no litter bins. And Litter bins indeed are a topic because um, we're seeing fewer and fewer of them. That's because local authorities feel they're being abused and being used for household dumping. But the result is that when people consume out of doors, there often isn't a litter bin in their vicinity. So they are being asked to effectively take their, their waste home with them. Not an unreasonable request, but lots of people don't do that. IBAL was established in 1996 as a business alliance that believes that a clean country is essential to economic well-being. We believe that people demand a clean environment if they're to invest or do business with Ireland in that sense. Much of our work centres around researching litter levels across the country. We work in conjunction with Antashka and several times a year Antashka will survey cleanliness levels in towns and cities and also in coastal areas and waterways, um, according to an international methodology. 
And we published the results in, I suppose, a name and shame format, which shows the best areas and the worst areas. And it's through this publicity that we look to, um, I suppose, to force local authorities in particular to get serious on the subject of litter. In this regard, Kilkenny and the local authority have been doing really well, topping the Eyeball Litter League five times in a 20-year period. Kilkenny has been a shining light over the course of our Litter League. The community are intensely involved in avoiding litter falling in the first place. I'm often asked by other areas, what's the success of Kilkenny down to? And, you know, there may not be a definitive blueprint But I think you have an area city there where the local authority, the shopkeepers in particular, as well as the residents, are constantly striving to keep the area clean. And if you have a city where you have the shopkeepers on board looking after the areas outside their premises, well, you're going to have a pretty clean area. And that's been the case with Kilkenny. It has topped our league five times over the course of the last 20 years and no other area can come close to that. Just one thing to say, Monica, as well, that I just looked back in our coastal survey and the River Nor at Kilkenny was included and it got a uh, it got an excellent mark in our last survey. That was 2019. And that contrasts actually with the Barrow in Carlow, which did very poorly. So at the moment, we're picking litter out of the river here. This is a particular black spot here at White Bridge and the type of litter that uh, we pick up here on a weekly basis is mainly domestic litter. This is Pat Boyd, chair of Keep Kilkenny Beautiful, a group who have played a huge part in Kilkenny's performance in the Litter League. Keep Kilkenny Beautiful have always been cleaning rivers and uh, local rivers in Kilkenny. The National Tidy Towns started in 1958 so, you know, it's running that long and Kilkenny would be, have been involved in uh, tidy towns since that time or, or near enough since 1958. We're at the end of a two-year kind of a deep clean in the river where we've been taking out an awful lot of construction debris out of the river. So we're down to just the maintenance stage and we do always focus on, on the River Nor and Kilkenny and on the River Brega. The Brega flows right around Kilkenny and um, we started up on Hoban's Bridge on the Kells Road and uh, we've worked our way down and we're still taking out some of the construction debris um, from the river. We took out an awful lot of rebar, that's the bar that's used in the reinforcement of uh, concrete on building sites and um, a lot of uh, cones road cones and uh, uh, roadside barriers um, that would have been just thrown over bridges and like heavy, heavy litter that, you know, wouldn't float down or move down that we were able to take out there. But like, unfortunately, there's probably as much litter has made it down into the river and into the main river nor and probably a portion of that again would have flowed on and made its way out to sea. Keep Kilkenny Beautiful and Norvision have a shared interest in the care of the river and the two groups have been collaborating together in relation to the Litter Picking Initiative. The Norvision was set up to, uh, it, it's all about, at the end of the day, establishing a river trust for the River Nor, which will be 
a body of people which will engage all stakeholders that will become involved in uh, looking after our own waters and making sure that our own rivers are in the best possible condition and to restore the habitats and the quality of those habitats on the whole river catchment. So one of the areas that Norwegian are looking at is every stream and in the network that we would establish uh, and stimulate local interest to uh, take pride in their local rivers and to clean up local streams and tributaries. In this particular river cleanup, Pat is accompanied by his daughter and another man called Pat O'Donnell, originally from Donegal. Pat, tell me a little bit about your involvement with KKB. Well, I just wanted something to, to do, spare time, and uh, I joined Kilkenny, Keep Kilkenny Beautiful. I've been in it for about two and a half years, I think, and I'm enjoying it. You never run short of rubbish. <laughs> How often do you go out picking? Oh, every week. Sometimes every- twice a week. I spend four or five hours each day. Well, do you mind us? Like- no, no, I enjoy it. And you don't mind picking up the smells or anything? Or the- well, you know... There's some negatives, but uh, the plus is that uh, I'm responsible for the Brigga Valley and uh, it's great for birds and wildlife, so I do it for them. Not so much for the people. So it's kind of like a higher purpose? Yes, yes, yes. And would you be keeping an eye out then on stuff that places that might be getting a bit dirty? Oh yes, I walk it regularly. Every week, once a week, I go along the Brigga right from from underneath the Kells roundabout right down to the end of the roundabouts where they're putting in the new road. That's the stretch I'm responsible for. We've taken about 23, 24 full sacks of rubbish from the new road in between the two new roundabouts. And uh, I've taken a pram out of it as well, and the chairs and uh, sheets of everything you can think of. Everything you can think of is dumped out. Really? Yeah. And in, in how how much of a space of time have you taken out those 24? About five different Saturdays. It's terrible. That's the worst stretch of it. The, the worst stretch of the Brigga River is that area now where they're developing the new road in between the two roundabouts. Right. That's the worst stretch of it. It's still bad. There's still another, probably at least another two Saturdays to be done there. And I see, saw you there. You're getting physically into the river. Oh, yes, yeah. But we'll be able to get further in when the, wa- when the water level drops. It's more, some of it you can't get to it yet because it's in such, uh, there's a, it's, in, it's all caught along the branches and it's in deep pools. But in the summertime, when the water level drops, we'll be able to get that out. What sort of equipment do you use? Equipment. Plastic bags, uh, the picker, and I have uh, my pike that helps me get uh, reach in to the water. Wow. So describe what that is. (laughs) That's a mean-looking thing. It is, isn't it? Yes. It's a bit, I suppose, like a pike that they used in the 1798 rebellion. (laughs) Uh, but it's very, very handy. You can reach in and reach out and get bags and everything out of it. Yeah. Sacks and all yeah. the stuff that's dumped in. There's everything dumped in. Fertiliser sacks, shopping bags, plastic, you know, bag for everything. Everything is dumped in there. Clothes, mm. every item of clothing you can think of. It's just extraordinary. You even ta- I've even taken laptops out of it. Good. Would it make you lose your faith in mankind? Oh, some, yes, of course. Some days you get fed up with it and... Uh, just think, oh God, why am I doing this? But then, if you leave it, it's only going to get worse. It needs a constant maintenance then? Absolutely. 
you need it's no point in just coming along once in the blue moon you need to do this every week yeah to keep on top of it to keep it up to a good standard do you worry about the bigger picture you of know of course yes 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 this flows into the north River flows into the north, the north flows into the sea. It takes all that plastic out into the oceans. People just are thoughtless, they don't think. Complete thoughtlessness. Yeah. Do you think that's what it is, thoughtlessness? Well, a lot of it is thoughtlessness, and some people just couldn't be bothered, you know. But the, the council as well need to step up, I believe. They, they, I don't think they're doing enough. Put in cameras where they can catch people doing this. They need to do a bit more. Take your litter home or put it in a bin. According to statistics, in 2018, Kilkenny County Council received 1,219 complaints in relation to littering and illegal dumping, and a total of 95 fines were subsequently issued. A total of 10 cases proceeded to court and all were successfully prosecuted. €6,515 was collected in litter fines and €2,599 collected under court-awarded costs. Could the banning of single-use plastics help reduce these costs of the impacts of litter? I ask Conor Horgan. Supply side measures like banning the plastics, they will help. But of course, they're only a long term help. If the plastic still ends up on the ground, even if it's recyclable or, or com, uh, you know, compostable, it still is litter for a period and compostable. It, you know, it may never be composted. So from a visual point of view, that's still a problem. Um, I think the balance has to be found with the bins. I think uh you know, we can design the bins to preclude them being used for household waste. And that's something we probably need to see more of. We have smart bins now, which, you know, notify the local authority if they need to be emptied. So I think, you know, cigarette butts are, are a, a, an ongoing problem. And I think we are seeing change in that sector where cigarette manufacturers are being forced more to pay for the cleanup of their waste. Um, but ultimately, I think litter will always come, or come down to personal responsibility. We talk a lot about enforcement. Enforcement across the country is pretty ineffective. You can force a business to make sure the areas outside its uh, premises are clean. But local authorities don't like to do that. It's very onerous to take these businesses to court. Often, obviously, they're contributing to employment in an area, so they're reluctant to take them to task. And obviously, enforcement of individuals is a bit of a nonsense, really, because uh, I don't know if it really represents a deterrent. People will always find a way to dispose covertly of their rubbish if they're so minded. They'll never be, they'll never be policed 24-7. So I think it comes down to personal responsibility. And I do have great faith in the new generation being aware of the impact of litter on the environment. Like I mentioned, the plastic pollution, the fact that our fish are dying, the fact that cigarette butts pollute the uh, groundwater and pollute the soil because they're toxic. I think there's a greater awareness through schools of these issues. And I think in the future, people will be less prone to litter as a result. It's an entirely unnecessary practice. Um, sure, you can be slightly inconvenienced by having to put your coffee cup in your bag, but 
you know, it's litter is never inevitable and it is never necessary. Never inevitable and never necessary. Yet still our oceans are chock-a-block with plastic, some of which is sure to be coming from our river Noor, despite the best efforts of Noor Vision and Keep Kilkenny Beautiful. Like if you took KKB initially, the big challenge that was facing them was litter, the proliferation of litter, which came with kind of the advent of supermarkets and takeaways and there's much more eating on the hoof and consumption and mobile consumption now than there was then and so it's much more than litter now it's a total proliferation of plastic mainly in the environment mm. is the big is one big crisis and as i stand with pat by the town ponds there is litter at our feet and litter in the weir facing us what we have here is just general consumption and alcoholic litter. Uh, you know, so we have lots of coffee cups. and um, But, like, they'll make their way into the river and if the local canoe clubs will do a very good job a couple of times a year on cleaning up the river here, uh, if the canoe club don't get them out and bag them, uh, they'll probably make their way out to the um, uh, oceanic uh, environment and could end up on Tremor Beach or Dunmore East or uh, far out to sea but uh, like all oceanic litter comes from inland it comes from that with the exception of cruise ships like it, the river is a conduit for litter but and I suppose the big worry is is uh, plastic and the proliferation of, of plastic not just in our rivers but in the environment as a whole yeah so when you we come back here in the summer we just see natural um, uh, we just seen natural debris out there on the top of the weir now at the moment. But in the summer, all the coffee cups, the plastic bottles, everything will be held up there. And um, I suppose it enables us to, uh, it, it serves as a natural strainer. But it does enable people like the canoe clubs, um, you know, clean that up several times a year. And so, so that debris is a good thing. It, it acts as a strainer. Yeah. We don't know the impact that, that litter has and particularly we don't know yet and 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 uh, the the impact it it has on ecosystems and indeed ourselves i was just reading a survey yesterday where a common bird like uh, a river bird like the dipper um, ingests uh, 20 pieces of microplastic in a day um, so what effect that has on on their populations and their ability to reproduce um, we don't really know. There hasn't been enough study done on it yet, but the overall impact on the of litter on the river environment is 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 not good. Yeah. And yeah. particularly, you know, single-use plastic, um, you it's know, is just dreadful and and visually very very, uh, it's not nice. I suppose you're taking action by going out picking up the litter. Does that is that a satisfying thing for you to do, or do you get fed up of it, or do you get cross with the whole situation? Well, you would, but when when you see other people joining up with you and they have the same idea, it gives you encouragement to stay going. And when you're driving along after a road has been cleaned, it's a lot more pleasant travelling on that road than I care to see going along the road to see a big bottle. Some people seem to have it just sticking bottles up on the bushes. If I pass that once or twice, the third time, I have to pull in with the car and bring it off. Can't so, stand it. No, I can't stand it. <clears throat> a friend of mine, he he used to he smokes, and he used to drive along and, and at once at one time and 
the cigarette box, he'd lob it out the window. He said, I never realised, but he won't do it now. He builds them up, he brings them in. He got out of that habit. So by doing, by picking up litter, your, your whole mind, your attitude changes for the better. As Pat Boyd and his group tidy up at Whitebridge, they're joined by two young lads who live close by. They arrive at their wheelbarrows and set about helping to remove the litter. Well, we've just been uh, cleaning up the paddocks there the last couple of while, and it's just been ruined and rubbish. Really? Yeah. What were you finding? We were just finding like netted um, groceries, plastic bottles, cans of food, everything. Anything you could think of was there. Yeah. And why did you decide to do that? Because it's only destroying the horses and it's just disgusting. What was it doing to the horses? It was getting caught in their feet like and be mm. tripping or something like that. We had to move them back out of the paddocks into the my granddad's field. Because of that? Yeah. So you decided because of that then that you'd come out and to take action? Yeah, we just wanted to make it look a little nicer. What What's it been like gathering it all up? Oh, uh, it's just disgusting. Yeah, the smell of gone off food, everything like. You know, you're sinking down to your, your, um, your knees and the shit over there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Were you, you were getting dirty yourselves probably? Yeah. I know, and you have your good clothes on you. <laughs> Do you? Glitter. You get litter being dumped there all the time. You get to dump the whole time. Like anyone has passed I'd say they had a can of like, a coke or something they throw it in there, like. They come up to the bridge and they throw it in. Yeah. I think no one will notice like. Bikes and trolleys and all sort of stuff. There's, there's like bike, trolley, trolley over there. Yeah. Yeah. That's too big for you now to be carting out of the river though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And tell me, what's your name? I'm Georgia Delaney. And your name? Paul Burke. And how does it feel like that you've done something good for the environment and everything? We feel very proud for ourselves. We, we just really wanted to clean it up and make our granddad proud. Did you? Yeah. Who's your granddad? Jerry Delaney. And is he proud? Yeah. He said, good lads, he got the job done. Proud of you. And he can be proud because you've done Proud a great on. job, lads. You're fantastic. Thank well you. Done. And are you conscious of the environment and everything like that as well? Like, what do you think about littering and the environment? And Well, I'm as conscious as any other uh, person. I never really paid much attention to it, but, like, you know, I'm aware of the things that's going on. What I ideally need is cameras. Catch everyone red-handed dumping. The yeah. Rubbish. Definitely, like, some security cameras around. Yeah, and do you think it would be good to have fines? Well... Yeah, it teach people not to litter in the paddocks. I just uh, really like littering to stop because kind of ruinating your whole paddocks. Like you could wake up in the morning, it'd be the same thing there again. Like you wouldn't know. Yeah, you'd all have to do everything again. Like these young lads and others of you listening would do well to look up Keep Kilkenny Beautiful and Norvision to find out more about what you can do to become a guardian of the River Nor. Check out norvision.ie for information. It's worth it, according to James Keogh. Yes, I hope that they look up Norvision and all other groups in the country. There are many groups that are trying their best to improve things. And if they can join, it's great. And if they can do a little, it's, it's even better. Because yeah. we can have employment and we can have our 
businesses, but we can still save the environment. And all we want is effort. The Noor Vision Radio Series is funded by Kilkenny Leader Partnership CLG through the Department of Rural and Community Development and the EU.